0: back to Splinters the Bench podcast. We're here on Triple H 100.1 FM. All your good and bad podcast sites. We're talking all things Shoot Shield. We're up to the Shoot Shield finals. I am the wise man, Matt Mears. I'm joined by the hat rack, Shane Evans. And Shane, I said six team final series. There were three games in that first week. We'll go through them for you now. First up, it was Northern Suburbs, three versus four, taking on Sydney Uni. Northern Suburbs picking up a two-point win, 24 points to 22.
1: Definitely was, and all these all these finals were being played out at Pittwater Rugby Park as a way of, as a way of Sydney Rugby Union saying thank you to Warringah Rugby to be able to allow this competition to go ahead. But yeah, Northern Suburbs, you wouldn't have thought of, that they'd be able to get up with the win, but... Yeah, congratulations to Norse. They, they scrimped and they fought like like two caged animals in, through this whole game, and it basically was ebb and flow. There wasn't one team that was just totally dominant. But a couple of a couple of a penalty try was being scored by Sydney Uni. I think where the turning point was, you had Josh Kemeny, the the seventh for. Sydney Uni, about 25 minutes in, was given a blue card, which is a concussion card that we look at for a rugby league. Losing him was where the the switch for Northern Suburbs happened. They were able to then get a bit of ascendancy. The bench players obviously didn't step up for Sydney Uni, and the Northern Suburbs were able to score a couple of late tries with conversions, especially that last conversion from Angus Sinclair from right on the sideline, was able to give them that two-point win. Allowed them to progress to the second week of the finals, and Sydney Uni was sitting there sweating that results would go their way, they would be able to then progress through to
0: week two. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the semi finals process in a second, but uh, we'll go through to the 2v5 game Eastern Suburbs versus Eastwood. And Eastwood, um, a bit of an upset there, picking up the 29 points to 20 win.
1: It definitely was. It was absolutely bucketing down rain this um, when they were playing this game. It was coming in sideways. It didn't matter where you were at the ground. You got soaked. Even if you're in the back of the grand steam, you were literally getting soaked. But this Eastwood side, they've shown this absolute form of gumption where they just do not give up. There are games where you think, okay, they're 20 points down with five to go. They're not, to, they're not going to get the points. They're not going to win. They find a way to get the win, and it was the same as this one. Eastern Summers got out to an early lead, got out to a 13 nil lead, and then you're thinking, okay, yeah, a game's going to be over and done with. Then they got to 20 nil, and you'd almost sit there if you weren't an Eastwood fan, you'd say, no, nah, that's game over. But Eastwood come rolling home in the late second half like a steam train on steroids. And just went try, 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 try penalty goal to to get the win and almost sink Eastern Suburbs' hopes of making it through to that second week. But it just shows you what this Eastwood side was when we spoke about it in the first half, where they were, were doing the right things right and doing the simple things right, getting the win, and then were able to progress through to the second week.
0: And the third the third final, Gordon taking on round week 1 v 6. And I can tell you the slightest of margins, Gordon taking this one out. 15 points to 14.
1: Yeah, well this, this game went to what Rugby League calls a golden point. But, we, but it's still a golden point in Rugby Union. But you still have to play the normal amount of extra time where if you get a golden point, you then then give the opposition an opportunity to score. If they can't within that two-minute window after you've scored, then the referee will call time. This literally took a field goal at the very last second of the first half of extra time. So you're talking 90 minutes of play in a day where... Rat Parker got to basically being a bog because it was raining all weekend. They were able to somehow be able to to get the right result, to get the win. But congratulations to Gordon. They went through. Ranwick were the first ones to be eliminated from the finals. And then, yeah, Gordon went to progress on to the
0: next week. Well, semi-finals, you may be asked. How do we get four teams out of three matches? Well, uh, they have the lucky loser system. So Eastern Suburbs, with their loss to Eastwood and finishing second, it meant that they were still alive in the competition, um, but it meant they had to play Gordon, and uh, oh, that didn't end up very well for them. Gordon taking out the win, 28 points to 10. Even though
1: over this weekend, these two games also being played at Pittwater Rugby Park, it was raining again I know easy for you for cricket. It was one of those bad weekends. Just nothing was going to go right for for most sports here on the here in Sydney. But Gordon went back to doing what they were doing during the season. They went back to playing simple, playing structure. They weren't trying to be cute. They weren't trying to be fancy. They get the ball, they'll try and run it through. If they can't they kicked downfield and played and played the possession stakes down the other end of the field. They were able to do that quite well, they were able to pick up four tries and were able to keep Eastern Suburbs only down to one. But that try to Eastern Suburbs was late in the game, more as more as a consolation. But Gordon was just too strong in the day. They, they progressed through to the grand final. Eastern Suburbs went to have their their mad Monday. A couple of days later, and Gordon went through the grand final, waiting to hear the winner of the second semi-final.
0: Well, that second semifinal, I know we at Triple H called at the round game, and it ended up being just as close, but both teams had scored over 40. This one, much, much low scoring. 12 points to nine. Eastwood, another upset over the higher-ranked northern suburbs, which see that which saw them go through to the grand final.
1: It definitely did. This is this game went for hundred and one minutes, so twenty minutes of time added on, extra time. Nine all was the was the the tying score at the end of the regulation eighty minutes. From talking to the refereeing fraternity, James Quinn, who was in the middle of the field. He was his legs with that sore. He was cramping up and you think about he doesn't do any contact. Compared to the players, they were struggling to get off the field. That's how tired they were. That's how sore they were. Not many of them, not many players, get to play a hundred minutes of finals footy in one game. But there was no try scored, in it was all penalties given. All penalties given, and it wasn't until, as I said, literally that hundredth minute, when Tane Edmund was given the opportunity to get a penalty from about twenty out right in front and was able to successfully slot that penalty goal. Knocked out North Northern Suburbs, but they were always class up to the end. Eastwood were too good. They would then go on to play in the grand final against Gordon, out of the luxurious ground, as Keith likes to call it. He is the Lord Mayor Leichhardt, Leichhardt Oval.
0: Well, yes, that was the game. As you mentioned, Shane, we, we were here, we did hear that it would be at Brookvale Oval, but due to renovations, had to be moved to Leichhardt. They were hoping for it to be a night game, but due to the clash with the uh, Bledisloe Test, it was moved back to its more traditional 3pm slot. But uh, that didn't matter for Gordon. It was probably one of the games of the final series that uh, was in no doubt. Gordon 28, Eastwood 8. The run of Eastwood was over, but Gordon. Boy, they just showed that 2020 was their year. They definitely
1: did. Well, Eastern Suburbs were lucky enough to get the, get the early try, get out to that 5 0 lead. Weren't able to convert it, unfortunately. And then it was the Rodney Iona and the Gordon show straight after that. Pretty much penalty goal, penalty goal, penalty goal, try to the fullback. Eastern Suburbs got their last lot of points for a penalty goal just on half time. Even allowing for a yellow card to Gordon through the their through number five tag for a repeat offending, the referee just had enough and said, no, there's yellow card, just go sit down for 10. They were still able to score points with only 14 on the field. And you know how hard it is when you've when you got not enough players on the field in rugby league, trying to score where you've got an under amount of players. But Gordon were able to do it. They were able to score two tries whilst he was off the field. But congratulations to Gordon in the end. Rodney Iona gets, ends up getting player of the final and Gordon ended up becoming the Shoot Shield Premier. That was their first title for 22 years to Darren Coleman and Brian Miller, assistant coach and the club. Congratulations. Best team all year, thoroughly deserved. Couldn't have been a better example of club rugby and Shoot Shield rugby in the last 20 years that I've seen.
0: Well, yeah, congratulations to the Gordon side. I said uh, my uncle, a uh, big Gordon fan, I know he would be. He was cheering very loud for that win. Um, probably not the grand final. You would have tipped at the beginning of the year, but as I said, as you watched the, the season play out, it was certainly a fitting one, and Gordon much-deserving um, minor premiers and premiers of the Shoot Shield in 2020. But as we know, in Rugby Union, in the SIU, we have more than just first grade. There was a lot of lower-grade grand finals either played that day or the week before. Shane, why don't you take us through all those results here on Splinters?
1: Okay, well, we'll start off with the the third Colts grand final. That was out of Foreshore Park, which was week two finals of the Shoot Shield. Congratulations to Sydney Uni. They were successful over Gordon, 10 points to seven. Also heading into second grade Colts, also played out at Foreshore Rugby Park. Congratulations to Gordon. They were successful over Ramwick, 23 points to 13. On Shoot Shield Grand Final day, you had the first grade Colts and also, surprise, surprise, it was a very close game. Sydney University, team comes in in position three after regular season, defeated the team that come in second regular season Eastern Suburbs by a solitary point, 27-26. So congratulations to Sydney Uni, the top Colts side in Sydney Rugby. Obviously heading in now into the grade teams. Fourth grade competition, which was played at Foreshore also in the second week of finals. Week was successful over Gordon, 15 points to 13. Heading over into the third grade, also played at Foreshore Rugby Park. Congratulations to Gordon. Another premiership to take back to Chatsworth Oval this year. They were able to defeat Sydney University 29-24. And last but not least, the second grade, which is also played in the Shoot Shield Grand Final Day, played out at Leichhardt Oval. A huge win here to Sydney University. They defeated Eastern Suburbs 43-27. And we've just discussed the, the Shoot Shield Grand Final. So congratulations again to Gordon. 28 points to
0: eight. Do you have the club championships there, Shane?
1: I don't, but I can tell you that Gordon did win it by approximately 250 points from... Randwick, Sydney Uni, Northern Suburbs, and then down to Warringah. So, but Gordon, they got they, they got every award that could possibly happen. It's a club Championship, the Shoot Shield win, four titles out of the seven grades. Something's right in the mix out out there as well. Gordon have also been able to do a sneaky from from Moringa, that managed to poach the first-grade Colts coach in you, about to become the director of Colts rugby out of Gordon next year, and will be able to use that years of experience at pro rugby level to be able to make this Colts set-up for Gordon and great in the future, even stronger. So who knows? It could be seven out of seven for next year.
0: Well, said. So that's the measure I feel is if it's great to win Shoot Shield and we're not we're not um, denying that we're not trying to diminish that win at all but when you can win something like the club championship it just shows what, what you're doing as a club as a whole it makes the even the lower grade players look up and and know that they're part of something as well because sometimes when you can see first grade winning and maybe it's not going just as well for you um that sort of you lack that little bit of Motivation, but when you got something like the club championships to go for, can spur you on that little bit and just make celebrating this a little bit harder and a little bit more, just just a little bit of icing on the top of the cake of, of everything that's been won for the Gordon side throughout 2020.
1: It definitely is, because you have to remember the club championship is normally over your four grades and your three your three colts plus your women's competition. But obviously with COVID, when they shrunk it back, it was the two seat the first grade second grade and the first Colts so to still win that by such a margin is unheard of normally but to do it with with only having three grades there and all three grades finishing in the top two for Gordon there's something in the water out there that is that is spurring them on to bigger and better things so look out next year
0: well certainly we put a bow on 2020 with that but I said, and with the announcement that we've just had um, come out for 2021, we look a little bit into the future, Shane. And uh, with the announcement from Nine Limited, the, the, the broadcast rights for rugby in 2021 and beyond, um, where they've literally got from grassroots up with um, everything from Australian Tests down to Super Rugby, whether it be men's and women's, and down to the Queensland version of the Shoot Shield, the Hospital Cup, and the Shoot Shield itself, whether it's on Channel Nine or it's on their new Stan Sports streaming service. So, hundred million dollars over three years, a big injection of funds into rugby, but it, it means a lot for Rugby Australia to get their hands on it. It'll be interesting to see how it all goes, but um, I think it could be. Well, it means it's going to mean a lot more screen time for rugby, whether it is on the streaming service or it is on Channel Nine. Maybe the shot in the arm that Rugby Australia needs. I'd like to get your thoughts on it.
1: Definitely will be to to be able to go where well, we know Raylene Castle when she was the CEO of Rugby AU, she had a couple of plans for the new broadcast deal. Whether to split it up and do all the first class competitions, so your Super Rugby's and your Test as one, and then your shoot Shield and the Hospital Cup as a secondary competition. But now, but now Rob, the, co- the the new CEO, was able to come through. And they did a deal. So it's lock, stock and barrel. You've got Shoot Shield, Hospital Cup, Super W, all of the Corp Wallaroos games, all the Wallabies games, all your Super Rugby, whatever format it takes next year, whether it's the split competition again with the Super AU, Super ATRO or a combined competition, all the test matches all combined in the one broadcast deal. But to be able to get it on stand sport, to be able to have every club rugby game live, okay, there will be one shown obviously on Channel 9, but the other five games also being shown live at the exact same time in both states and all the tests, that is going to be huge for Rugby Union I know, I know yourself and a few of the boys on the bench have been crying out to have more broadcasting of games live where people can get involved. This is now the way it's going to happen. Does it involve extra community groups getting involved? Who knows? That stuff that's down the track, We we I'd love to be involved in it, but we've got to wait to see the, what the upper levels, the Rugby AU and the and the rest of the SANSA unions to agree on and then how it feeds back down into the, into the state unions. But if you can get that type of thing where you can get more people in calling the game, that would be awesome. Can't guarantee it. But if you could, just imagine how many opportunities that would give for guys like yourself, so like you and Kiwi Mick, and Georgia be able to sit there and say, I could possibly be calling a shoot shield game, and having it live with with vision to go with the with your call. That excites me for, as a as a rugby official, as a rugby fan, and just a fan of sport in general. But that's next year. I know we got to look through, we got to get past Christmas, get past the cricket season first. But that is something that's a little bit of appetizer for next year. And it's going to be a nice little carrot if it all comes to fruition.
0: Well, I think we've got to wait a while before we see what commentary lineups are are set up for this. But but my point of view is that, yeah, we did have the the deal with Clutch TV and um, you could see vision of games and was it all games and was it all live? Not really. You would get all games eventually, it was a way of at least those games being out and available for people to see. Um, but with this, it brings it to the mainstream. Unfortunately, Clutch, they didn't have the biggest marketing budget. If you were a, a, a diehard fan of the club, yes, you'd know it was there. If you were a casual fan, you had no idea. But if you're going to sign up for this package, and I'm sure that they'll, it'll include everything. I don't think they'll go down the path where you, you, you sign up for this amount and you only get... You only know, get the top tier. I'm sure it'll be one one tier, all sports. It brings um, competitions like the Shoot Shield to the forefront. It'll give that casual fan um, more rugby to watch. And hopefully it'll bring more people to the game because, as I said, we've said it on splinters and we've said it on the bench. We've said it quite a few places before that, as I said, rugby sort of has been drifting into the background just due to the, the the marketing and the and the exposure that all the other sports currently get which rugby sort of has been left a bit behind hopefully this is the first step for them to come out of the shadow of the other major ball sports and and have their product out there for everyone to see
1: yeah well that that's the that's the main goal for all sports but at the moment for rugby australia they need this to work they need to have this going on because If it didn't happen and you didn't get a broadcast deal, who knows where rugby would be in 12, 18, 24 months. There may may not have been a rugby union competition in Australia. And to think of that being the possibility, that scares a lot of people and would probably sadden a lot of people too because people love their rugby union, they love all their sports, but you can't sit there and not have rugby union in Australia at some sort of decent level, but things happen, but it's good to see that Nine Limited and Stand have come on board and once it gets fully ratified by the by the Sansa unions and that all comes comes to fruition, it'll be a really exciting leap forward for for rugby in general, not just the upper tiers of the test the testnate, the test, the test sides and the super rugby sides, but just rugby in general.
0: It certainly will be, and that brings us to full time here on this week's edition of Splinters. I'd like to thank uh, Shane Evans for joining us, Shane. It's great to have you here back on Splinters, a rare appearance for you. I'm sure we'll see you though again in coming weeks.
1: No problem, mate. Thank you for having me on board. I know I'm only coming off the bench to cover the two real experts in Kiwi and Georgia, but but we'll get we'll get we'll get them involved somewhere very shortly.
0: We certainly will, but uh, no, thank you very much for that, Shane. Stay tuned next week here on Splinters, a very special edition. The birthday candles will be out. It's the second birthday of Splinters. Who would have thought we'd made it through that far? But it will be episode 104, the birthday edition of Splinters. What, what do we have in store? Well, you're going to have to tune in next week to find out. But So on... On behalf of the Hat Rack Shane Evans, I am the wise man Matt Mears. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye for now.